0: Hello, and welcome to the Mentor of Life podcast by Dr. Shala Izzakoli. I am Dr. Shala Izzakoli, your life makeover mentor. With untraditional solutions to age-old problems, I help you create what you want in life, health, and relationships. Yes, you can have it all. Welcome back, today I'm going to be talking about how I um, defeated burnout and prevented it from recurring. Now I was, I like to say that I was fortunate enough to burn out very early in my career in the U.S. But what that did was that it forced me to come up with solutions while still being in a place where I couldn't just, as it were, walk off the job. And you know, float off into the wild blue yonder. I was forced to come up with solutions, defeat burnout while being there, and then continue to have a happy and from there continue to have a happy life, um, successful practice, businesses, careers, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So I've been able to identify 10 things that I did that helped me defeat my own burnout. And um, these are things that you too can do. And if you're having difficulty doing them, that would be the time to send me a message or click the link to book a call with me and figure out how I can help you. Now, so I'm just gonna go right in. I wrote down 10 things that I identified that I did. And if you see me glancing away, it's because I'm looking at my computer so that I don't go rambling on and on, right? Um, So here goes. How I prevented burnout? I defeated burnout and prevented it from reoccurring. The first thing I did was that I accepted support. That was number one. So many people are burnt out, but they are so scared to say, hey, I'm struggling. Hey, I'm burnt out. Hey, I need someone to talk to. Hey, I need support. I accepted support. My program director was amazing, amazing, amazing lady, Dr. Suja Matthew is her name and she was mwah. And she, um, so she's never told me this, but I really think that she just sent the, a whole bunch of medicine attendings after me. because. After I opened up to her, every now and again, attending would walk up to me saying, hey, are you okay? Do you need someone to talk to? They would give me their phone numbers. I would, you know, be sitting in the chief's office ranting and complaining, and he would just be like, they're there. And I just really leaned into the support that people were able to give me. So the first thing you need to do is you need to accept support. But in order to accept support, you have to be able to put up your hand and say, look, I'm struggling. I need help. Number two, the second thing I did was that I found something outside of patients, pills, and potions. Now, what does that mean? William Osler, the found, one of the founders of medicine, as it were, the fathers of medicine, said the young doctor should look about early for an avocation that takes him away from patients, pills, and potions. I started writing again, and I would come home, and every evening I would write. I, I've always loved writing. I mean, I've as it is now. I've published seven books, written tons of blog posts, essays, articles, etc. I always jokingly say that I I write the way other people breathe. So I I rekindled my love for writing and started writing on a regular basis again. That was the thing that took me away from patients, pills, and potions. Number three, this may sound a little bit woo-woo and, you know, out there, but I leaned into affirmations and positive thinking. I started to tell myself, instead of complaining about where I was, I started to tell myself, you can do this. If other people can go through residency, so can you. If other people can be happy in residency, so can you. And if other people have the ability to just go out there, go through residency with a smile on their face, help patients, help other people, do their work, etc. so can you. So I started to change the way I think to a more positive mindset and outlook. I used to say, I'm able to accomplish everything that concerns me today. And I would go out and say that, I would go walking down, that would be saying it under my breath, or I would, before I leave in the morning, I'm able to accomplish everything that concerns me today. I would say, I repel germs. I don't know why I added that one, I guess I didn't want to get sick. So I would say, I repel germs, I, you know, um, I'm a happy resident. I'm going to be a great doctor. And and on and on it went. I had little affirmations, positive thinking, mantra. Because here's the truth. What defeats negative self-talk is positive self-talk. It's not continuing to... Um, Uh, to lean in and to engage as it were in negative self-talk that does not take the negative self-talk away your self-talk is so important you know I would be I was I was struggling with loss of confidence but I would say things like I'm confident I can do this I can make it etc and that slowly but surely started to improve my outlook number four I reached back to help other interns and residents who were struggling after I Um, after I became a senior. So, I mean, I would... I remember teaching um, some of the new interns how to more effectively use the, the the computer system i'd be like yeah i know the it guys teach you this but here look this is a user this is this is a user's perspective taught them so many shortcuts taught them and and just made their lives easier i remember also to um telling a resident who was we were both in second year but i was like a bit ahead because i was you know my i started late so and i would tell him i was like look you're a resident you can't be doing intern um stuff you have 10 patients not five anymore so I would reach back to help other people and actually see the um, the things i told them actually work for them and it you know it, it helped me feel a sense of purpose again number five more importantly i didn't wait for the environment to change before i did what i needed to do for myself I wasn't Um, I didn't, I did not leave the program. So I didn't, I didn't change my environment. I remained in the same program, but I decided I was going to do what I need to do for myself. Sometimes you can't leave a job immediately, right? Many doctors, at least in the U S have to give 120 days notice. So if you are burnt out in a job and you have to give 120 days notice, you have to work on yourself even while you're on your way out. Number six, very important. The minute I became an attending and I had a little money, I found myself a coach and I hired my coach. It was life-changing because my coach taught me how to um, improve my mindset, how to develop a better way of thinking and to bring my purpose, my life purpose into everything I do. Do not, look, hire a coach, okay? You know, a lot of people say, oh, when I get that attending money, I'm going to buy a car, I'm going to buy a house, I'm going to... What's the point in having a nice car and a nice house if you're too unhappy to even enjoy it hire a coach hire a coach that it's it's one of the best investments that you could ever make in your own life because there are things that you need to learn that medicine will not teach you hire a coach number 7 i focus on my growth as a person, not just linear growth as a doctor. So this made me lean into all other aspects of me. So I would, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm very good at giving advice. So I would give advice to anyone who needed it. It didn't have to be medical advice. You know, I'm good at connecting with people, um, where they're at and what they need in the moment. So I just did more of that. So for example, I would come across a patient and you know maybe just ask them what's going on and maybe end up talking about something that didn't have to do with their current hospital stay or their illness. So I leaned into the all, into all aspects of me and focused on my growth as a person, not just oh, let me graduate in res- residency and move on. So that was how I, you know, got to write, got to start writing. Um, I started to become more spiritual. I started to read my Bible more and pray more, and you know, even though I couldn't attend church regularly, I just became a bit more conscious of, as it were, taking church wherever I went. And trying to be that light and love and blessing to other people and leaned into myself as a person as a whole person. and that has paid off dividends because everywhere I go now, this is what I do. I just do it naturally. Now um, number eight, when I became an attending. So that's why I said from the beginning, I was fortunate enough to burn out during residency because when I became an attending, I structured, My job to fit the life I wanted, not the other way around. So instead of getting, oh, you know, I'm going to get the highest paying job and just fit my life around it. I decided, you know what? I want to, I have decided that I want to work a nine to five, have all my public holidays free, um, my weekends free as much as possible. And, you know, be able to spend time with my kids. I want a nine to five. So I went to get what was as close to a nine-to-five as possible, and I started working in outpatients. Many people are like, you're working in outpatients? Really? I'm like, yeah, why not? Aren't you going to do a fellowship? No. Aren't you going to go work in a hospital? No. Because the lifestyle I wanted was a nine-to-five lifestyle. I get up in the morning, I go to work, I come back home in the evening. That was what I wanted, and that was what I did. So that helped me, even in my career, to create my, my, my job, get the job to fit my life rather than forcing my life to fit into a job so number nine I focus not only on work but I focus on creativity fun freedom and multiple streams of income I have been a serial entrepreneur since I became an attending I have had companies LLCs I I mean as like you know what I you know I don't just want to do this. I want to lean into all aspects of me and I want to make money from my talents and doing other things. So, you know, I have written books, I've become a coach, I've become a paid speaker, etc., etc. Because focusing only on work just, you know, lets you live um, with just a little piece of you. Whereas you focus on your creativity, focus on having fun, freedom, and multiple streams of income. Nowadays, everybody needs multiple streams of income because the truth is that even as a doctor, they can pull the rug under from under your feet at any time. If you're an employed doctor, um, not too long ago, just before the pandemic hit, a bunch of pediatricians were fired from a place where I, near where I live and I know. A bunch of them were just fired, boom, and replaced with so-called cheaper, you know, um, alternatives as it were, but how do you walk into an office and just fire 10 to 12 pediatricians, right? So everybody needs multiple streams of income so that if one stops working, you just turn on the tap on the other one. So don't focus only on work, focus on other things in your life, creativity, having fun, being free, and having more wealth. Number 10, I became more business savvy. I can tell you, I could do a three-hour seminar on business growth, how to start a business, how to have a tax-efficient business. I became business savvy. Now, they say doctors are not good at business. It isn't true. It's just a lie. So don't believe them. If you can be a doctor, you can be a good business person. Medicine is one of the hardest things to learn. And that's just the truth. I remember in anatomy learning how to what some learning the nerve, the, the you know this nerve and how it what course it follows in the body. We had to learn that stuff. We had to learn how chemicals react in the body, the Krebs cycle, etc. If you can write the if you can draw the Krebs cycle, you can learn how to do business. So I became more business savvy because here's the thing. When you, when you are more business savvy as a doctor, you are able to pay attention to the things that matter. Patient care matters, yes, but so do other things. Who's running things behind the scenes? Okay, so I have helped numerous doctors defeat and prevent burnout as well as create options for themselves through a new career, business, or vocation, both inside and outside traditional medicine. So if you want me to help you do what I've done for myself, which is to defeat burnout and go on to live this amazing life. I mean, I've been to so many places. I've helped so many people, spoken nationally, internationally, all over the place, and believe me... Um, I, I, it's, it's a great life when you are able not to live in burnout, not from burnout in residency to burnout as an attending to burnout, burnout, burnout until what? So all you're doing basically is just paying bills and die. No, as a doctor, you deserve more than that. You deserve more. You deserve. Um, you deserve to live a happy life. So you know, if this is what you want to do, you want to go to that next level. You want to not be burnt out anymore, and you want to lean into your options that may be medical or non-medical. Because even in medicine, there are so many options. Even in medicine, there are so many options. You don't have to leave medicine if you burn out. Here I am. I. You know, I did not. I did not leave medicine because I burned out, and I'm still here today. So you know. Um, click the link in the in the show notes in the comments in the show notes and let me know Um, and you know it's a it's a form that you have to fill out to get on my calendar you know just ask you a few questions in there and um, let me know I will I will be so happy to work with you to help you go from where you are to where you truly want to be so have a wonderful wonderful day And I will see you next time. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Mentor of Life podcast, your one-stop shop for innovative solutions in life, health, and relationships. My little piece of the internet is sholaezekoli.com. That's S-H-O-L-A-E-Z-E-O-K-O-L-I dot com. There you can find links to my social media pages, sign up to work with me, or invite me to speak at your corporation, conference, or other event. Thank you so very much for listening. Until next time, remember, yes, you can have it all.